Welcome back to the book club. Today I will be discussing one book called Beauty Fisibila by Lina Ahmed. And Tanya, what, 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 what do you have? <laughs> um, I will be talking about two books. One is called The Bent Rib, which Hamda actually gave me. Um, and then my second book is Looking After Your Soul. This is... Um, a shorter book which was written by the same scholar who wrote Patience and Gratitude which Hamda mentioned last book club episode. So that's our books today. Which one are you going to start with? I really am interested to hear the the soul book. Yeah I guess I'll start with that. (laughs) Okay so the first book is Looking After Your Souls. In Islam it's really important to think about the hereafter and what happens when you die like be really conscious of your actions you have to be conscious now for the hereafter because in the hereafter there's no turning back you did what you yeah face consequences so we did post all the books that we're talking about today on our instagram so be sure to check that out so the book mentions in like the very beginning how we often say to ourselves that the living go on and the dead do not and we put the dead out of our minds on the premise that the dead are at rest um, and I feel like, I guess maybe you will agree with this too, but I've heard a lot of people say to those who are grieving, like, don't worry, mm-hmm. they're finally resting now and their trials and hardships are over. When you're living in a Western country that spreads that ideology as well, that death means peace and rest, it can be really easy to forget that there are trials in the grave as well. Um, so this, I thought this book was really, really like... Um, eye-opening for that and so it goes on to say that we forget or pretend to forget that those who have died are in fact in a greater need than the living um, and that they face the future all alone hidden in a domain of the earthworms and buried in the earth in a desolate grave and yeah it just the book's really good at helping you kind of realize how difficult it would be because you don't at least I don't I don't normally think about how death is gonna be no, like, I think, I think it's so hard to imagine because we've never been there. And when yeah. you're there, you can't come back from it. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's scary, but it's, you have mm. to be conscious about it because we're really living for our afterlife. Do you know what I mean? Working towards making that a be- like the best situation possible. It's really scary. I can't lie. Yeah. One thing I really love is that it explains in like great detail how the journey of the soul after death differs for pure souls versus the non-believers and you know the people who have sinned a lot and never repented and um one thing that kind of really stuck with me and make me change my actions and be more conscious to become a better muslim but i read that it said that after the soul is taken it is um if it's a pure soul and they have relatives who have passed away and are people of the garden then they will come and meet the soul with yearning and great joy. They will ask the soul about the condition of those who are still alive in the world. I thought that was so cute. That is, oh, subhanAllah. Yeah, and like imagine, inshallah, obviously one day we'll all pass, but inshallah, if, we're, if we are like the people of the pure souls, who have pure souls, then imagine like all your relatives mm-hmm. before coming and asking you, oh, how's this family member? How's this? And like, how are you, you know? 
That is so nice to imagine. Yeah, I thought that was really cute. And it made me want to, you know, have that experience. Mm. Like strive towards being that pure soul so you can have yeah. that. Yeah. That's my book. <laughs> that is really beautiful. Okay, so my book is called Beautiful Sibila by Lina Ahmed. If anyone has listened to the Digital Sisterhood, I've, I got Tanya hooked on it recently. Yeah. <laughs> But you've got me subbing. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Everyone should listen to that podcast. But the girl, there was a girl on one episode where she was talking about beauty standards, comparing it to the West and her journey through it. And she basically ended up writing a book called Beauty Fee Sabila, which means beauty for the sake of Allah. And subhanAllah, after patience and gratitude from last episode, this has become my favorite book because it talks about not only it, it basically it's like a self-critical like reflection book and it's very personal as in like when you're reading it you're thinking you're criticizing yourself basically so it, it she basically talks about how we view beauty and it's like sometimes we try and beautify ourselves and we're, we say it's like for us we're doing it for us we're doing it for us but really and truly if we're doing it for us if we love ourselves so much we would want to we would want to do what's best for us and what's best for us is to beautify ourselves in the way Allah loves the most. And Allah doesn't love us to do the most and how the Western world like sees beauty. So I thought that was very, very important. Like we should really reflect on the fact that if we're doing it for ourselves, we should say we're doing it for ourselves. If we're really doing it for the sake of Allah, we would, I mean, dress in the way that Allah loves the most. Let me just quickly go through the chapters because it's really like, a very comprehensive so the word comprehensive book it talks about really big mm-hmm. topics um so a few chapters are contemplation self-justice ending victimhood managing feelings self-awareness and indulgence and so on um as you can see like the third chapter ending victimhood like she really goes in and she says like guys like we need to stop victimizing ourselves and we need to realize we need to refocus basically so it says Allah wants us to move away from reactionary anger from becoming slaves to our temper and being and from being easy to provoke a man said to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam give me advice the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said do not get angry the man the man asked repeatedly and the prophet answered each time do not get angry this is from bukhari and she basically says that reactionary anger clouds your sense of rationality and leaves you unbalanced it also sucks you dry out of your energy and your time you must say or do something that you would not do in times of ease you become a slave to your emotions people always say like oh i'm so sorry for the things i said when i was angry you know how i get when i'm angry these type of phrases handicap us to our, our emotions and make our anger as the controller of our intellect rather than the other way around so that was just a passage from her and the way she talks like you can she's really like I don't know how to explain it. Like the way she writes is very, very different. Like she makes us accountable for our actions. Um, and obviously this this part wasn't about mm-hmm. beauty, it was about anger, but it was very, very insightful as well. Um, but yeah, that was the book. It's very short as well. It's not too long. I think it's um, 80 pages long. So I would definitely recommend everyone to read it. I really want to read it, mm-hmm. um, especially like the whole beauty part. I feel like sometimes I do struggle with that. I think it's really good for every girl, even if you've reached the stage where you're very comfortable with yourself, you don't need to beautify yourself. 
in the way that you know the western standard the society expects us i think it's good to hold yourself accountable because we really do mm-hmm. do not do enough self-reflection especially as women we need it because society's basically against us but yeah that was that book do you want to go ahead with the bent rib a bent rib the name of her book actually comes from a hadith the prophet has said the woman was, sorry, the woman was created from a bent rib and she will never continue to be as you desire her to be. If you enjoy her, you will do so while she still has that crookedness. If you try to straighten her, you will break her. So basically what that means is like the way, of course we was meant, we was made from the rib of Adam alayhi salam. Um, however, the Prophet sallam, in his hadith, he's saying, that's how the woman is made. And obviously, we are very different to men. For example, our emotions and our hormones. And that's the way Allah has made us. It's not a deficiency of the woman. Do you understand? Like, it's not, oh, women are just so emotional. Why can't they deal mm-hmm. with it? Why can't they change? We can't change because that's the way Allah has set us. Like, that's how he made us. So he's basically, the Prophet is telling us, oh, the men to take care of your women the way they are. So, yeah, the way I took it, took the name as like the bent robe is like this is how we are and yeah we should be proud of how Allah made us um I haven't finished the book completely uh I'm still reading through it Mm -hmm. because it literally talks about like everything you can think about about a woman in Islam like it teaches you so much um it kind of tells you what is expected of being a when being a Muslim woman and also you sometimes you're you're taught Islam through the lens of culture, but this book is really good at like... Yeah, like differentiating between culture and the deen. Yeah, yeah, between culture and religion. Um, I feel like this is a really good book for not only women, but men as well, because yeah. I feel like sometimes men are the ones that are putting all these rules on their wives when it's not even Islamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like all the cultural um, like add-ons, and then they try to make Islam, yeah. but it's not. Yeah, like, I think she even talks about education, I'm pretty sure. And I know yeah. in, like, a lot of cultures, it's kind of like, oh, no, you have to get married. Like, why you, women don't need an education? Yeah, I remember she also spoke about FGM, and mm-hmm. that is heavily culture, and that's against Islam, but people think it's Islam because it's so heavily in their culture, which is very, subhanAllah, crazy. Yeah, like, a lot of women are not taught their rights in Islam and I thought, I guess for that reason, some people can feel oppressed. But if you actually read about it and especially read this book, you understand like you have so many rights in Islam. And even my dad always says that women are given a higher ranking in Islam than men a lot of the times. But yeah, that was that. This um, episode was mainly about women empowerment and knowing your rights as Muslim women. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was our books that we recommend you guys to read. I can't wait to read the the book by Ibn Qayyim. Honestly, I love it so much. I've learned so much. I could go on about it for ages, but for yeah. the sake of this segment, I will leave it at that. Yeah, okay. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed. Again, mm-hmm. go to our Instagram where every all the information about these books are um, listed. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. And see you yeah. next time, inshallah.